we've potentially unearthed one of probably my biggest anxieties as an entrepreneur. Do I need co-founders? And that's a question sort of both to external parties who may want to invest in the company and also internally, like, you know, can I walk this journey alone without them? Um, and the other part is, you know, does the time in, in life really, really matter? I think you get the pro of the experience, but the con of there are draws on my attention and, you know, some time outside of the startup that I'm not willing to sacrifice and that I want to protect. I, I think you laid it out in a good way. You have, you laid it out as a couple of separate things. So there's the external, um, the, the perceptual from external parties. There's the um, there's the change in how the business will uh, function and actually succeed, uh, you know, by dint of having a co-founder. Uh, and then there's also a kind of personal part of, is this the right thing to do? Sounds like for my family and, and other things, you know, with stability and, and the draw on your time. Um, so I want to start, I want to start with that one first. So like, let's, let's imagine that the investors didn't care. They would be down to fund it if it was solo or with a co-founder. Um, you know, let's imagine that it's just a question of like, okay, how will this affect my experience working on this? What are the things that come up when you think about that? I would probably change um, the, the frame to it's not sort of a question of, you know, can I, you know, do this? It's um, it's a it's a sort of maybe more internal looking like is there some unchecked ego that i have that i believe that i can do this despite the you know not being able to dedicate the the same uh, amount of time as, as someone just out of college with these other drawers of my time and without a co-founder it's not the sort of it's maybe that the concern comes from a lack of questioning for me it's not a question about what you know and the invest like what would investors say and what, what would they do i think that's just a concern that arises because i feel definitely more aligned in life by starting this company and i always felt like there's something missing when i'm working for someone else um and that in itself may be another sort of question of like is the ego you know taking control there and this idea that you know you have to start a, you know the company to and do it yourself and can't you know be managed by someone else so it sounds like, um, yeah, it, it's very interesting that it's it, it's more the opposite problem, and it's more about okay. Before I dive into this, should I actually check my ego at the door, and and, and think about if this is the right time and, and place in my life to, uh, to do this sort of thing? Yeah, I think so. And and where did where did these doubts come from? Besides for hearing people say it as conventional wisdom. Yeah, so I think there is the sort of constant reminder that. Whenever I tell someone that I'm a solo founder who's sort of in the in the know about you know what it's like to start a startup, um, sort of pulls a face or gives me sort of a look, and um, I think knows that you know that the ability to raise capital is is much easier with a co-founder, and actually the journey in itself is easier with a co-founder. Um, but then there's also I think the a more recent example of over the you know christmas holidays um i 
I really took like an extended break away from the, the, the startup journey, both to go on my honeymoon and also, you know, spend time back in the UK with my extended family and um, also my, my direct family. And then coming back to start working on um, the, the company again, um, I felt like, or I, I realized that the whole industry had moved on and my product was, you know, I wasn't just three weeks behind. I was three weeks behind as one person and I'm competing with people who already have raised money and have teams. And um, I think there's sort of this awareness of there's an inability to really take a break without repercussions, um, at least for that extended period of time. And I don't foresee sort of another extended period of time coming up, but there's definitely an awareness there that this it's, it's definitely whether this company succeeds or fails is a hundred percent relying on how much time I put into it right now. And I think that's de-risked both by having a co-founder and also by having a life situation where you can dedicate your entire time to it. And what's, what's funny is some people know which bucket they're in. They know, oh, I definitely can't dedicate this much time to this. And therefore, I can't pursue uh, this path or that path. Some people know, oh, I definitely do have a lot of time to uh, allocate to this. So I can kind of go all out on it. But what I'm curious about is why, why are you in a situation where it is unclear whether you can dedicate that amount of time to it or not. I think there is an understanding sort of, you know, or ability for me to dedicate a large amount of time for this, but I'm regularly confronted by people who claim to, or say that you have to work 18 hours a day on this particular problem. And I <laughs> don't, I've never done that on any piece of work in my life. I regularly have days go by of just sort of unproductive, sort of, you know, marinating in a problem. And then I, <laughs> when I sit down to actually solve it, once I've figured out all the pieces of my mind, I then can work very quickly and I can, you know, go through very short stints of hyper productivity. Um, but outside of those where I feel like, you know, that time is to be protected. And, and I had an example of that earlier this week where I, I spent a lot of the time over the weekend um, in that mode of I've figured out the problem. Now I'm going to go solve it. And, you know, my wife was very accommodating to that and, and definitely took our child and gave me that space. But outside of that, on those days where I'm not able to do that, you know, I, I think it's I, I feel like there's no problem with, you know, taking a walk, going to bed early, waking up late. When I'm not like actively it like in a state where I can achieve and sustain flow. Um, and I, I think it feels like almost the idea that you have to work 18 hours a day and you can't have anything else in your life is a lie and is just something that a lot of, you know, founders spread to, you know, stroke their own egos or all of these say because their capital is a risk and they want you to be doing that. But I just don't, I don't believe it. So I don't think that I'm sitting in two buckets of, I don't know if I can I give enough time to this, or maybe I can. I think I'm sitting in the, I think I can, I, I'm confident I can dedicate enough time to this to, to make it successful. But everyone else seems to think that you need so much more time than that. Is it that the doubt that's creeping in when they say that leads you to 
consider more strongly this idea of bringing a co-founder on so there is more someone to share that load with if it if they do turn out to be right that it does end up being this kind of extremely time intensive thing unlike how you think it is now yes i think that one i there is definitely a de-risking to having a co-founder i think that it does the, 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 you know those um the ability to find the flow and productivity and they're going to be perfectly aligned with two people so the progress sort of is much more um, consistent um and you know i i think it's also more that i think having a co-founder gives the opportunity of when things don't go as well and i need to give more time or you know the questioning starts to build i think having someone who's at their peak of optimism for the company really helps to 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 keep everything together whereas if it's only me then you know i could go down these these spirals of um, almost how I felt coming back after Christmas of like, well, what's the point? My like, since I stopped, or well, since I took this break, two more competitors have come out with where I wanted the product to be in six months' time, um, and I feel like there's no one to really bounce that energy off to, you know, you know, build the momentum. It's very much self motivated, and I think that's easy enough when you're excited on a new problem and, you know, getting stuck into it. And that's what, you know, rebuilt the motivation coming into this year. But I don't know if that's something that I could continue to do and all the, the um, roadblocks that I, I think are inevitably ahead. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? I ask myself this question a lot and I don't have sort of a nice, concise answer to it. Um, it's more just that I feel the most alignment in myself. I feel like I'm acting in a way that's true to myself when I am, you know, building my own product and my own company. Um, I like working on all aspects of a business. Um, I feel like everywhere else that I work, it's very pigeonholed of you work in this, you work in tech on this product, you know, it gets more and more pigeonholed the bigger the company. Um, but I also, I also feel like every time that I work for a company, even in sort of advisory capacities, I don't feel like I'm living a life that's true to who I see myself as. Like there's an internal vision of myself that I have. And every time that I'm, and, and for some reason that vision, uh, is of someone that is an entrepreneur. Um, and when I'm not acting in alignment with that self, it feels wrong. I think there's also the realization that I do enjoy working with people. Um, I enjoy collaborating on problems and especially I enjoy working with people that I respect and that I think are better than me at a lot of things. Um, I find that process, you know, in the same way that I think being a solo founder forces you to learn a lot of new things. I think working with people smarter than you also forces you to learn and get a lot better at that, that skill. Um, and I also, and I think that also the longer that I've now been working on props, the more lonely I realize it to be when, you know, there's, there's no one to even share the, the wins with, um, you know, you could share them with family or other founder friends that can relate, but they also have their own sort of 
problems and uh, successes and uh it, it's not it's not quite as exciting when you're not like in it together and there's a mutual um success to, to share when i was at alongside what one thing i realized was it's like a crazy specific video game that only you and a few other people um know the storyline to and like know the ins and outs and the dramas of and so there is no one else that you can talk to it about because there's so much background context you'd have to explain to them yeah um but then this small group of people understands exactly like what it what it is did you enjoy having a co-founder or maybe like would you would you ever start a company again without a co-founder yeah so i had co-founders we were four all together um and yeah i i enjoyed it i think it was there was um there was there was camaraderie there it wasn't all like peachy there were definitely difficult conversations and um it was tough when we didn't see eye to eye sometimes i think that i probably think about it similar to roommates in that it's not so much a question of like co-founder versus not co-founder but the specific person would you just go out uh, alone again on that on a particular problem if you if you felt like you could solve it yeah i could i could go solo i could go with a co-founder i think it really depends on the on the person on, on the person that i meet um and then the problem that i'm going after and alignment on how we want our lives to look and what we want out of this do you think that you'd have an easy time finding someone that aligns in those ways should you want a co-founder see i think that's the that's the sort of other part of the thing that i started with originally which is um no <laughs> most of the people that i would consider co-founding a company with um have either no interest or or seem at least quite happy with what they're currently doing what is it about them that that you feel drawn to having a previous experience working with them that i enjoyed like colleagues that i got on with and enjoyed spending time with uh as well as felt were exceptionally strong in certain areas like much better than me at either programming or product uh marketing you know whatever the, the particular thing is i think for most cases i'm thinking about people in my life that are technical and programmers who who i worked with who i just thought were exceptional i haven't even uh raised to um a lot of them even the, the question which is maybe interesting that I, I haven't even approached it necessarily why, why do you think you haven't broached it with all of them i i think it's a personal fear that i would want them to be a co-founder because of various traits i respect about them and that they may not want to be my co-founder from the sort of a, a, a not having a mutual respect there i don't know it's, <laughs> it's sort of i think by broaching the question the the no will always the, the the no will always come with a reason, um, and I don't know whether you know. I think that that reason will always potentially not be the the real motivation behind it, and um, you know, maybe I just don't want to know the answer. Does the idea that they might not reciprocate that respect is that something that still feels true? Or is it something, or it still feels like it has a good chance of being true? Or is it something that feels absurd, but 
it's still there. Like you kind of know they would respect you, but you're still a bit scared. Or is it genuine uncertainty? Like, I don't know what they think of me. This could be, this could not go well. This could go not well. It's not like an uncertainty of like, does, you know, does this person that I respect like me? I feel like I don't have that sort of concern of like, but I have the concern of would this person that I respect be able to work with me and respect me as sort of a co-founder of a company? Or even if I'm raising money, you know, would they respect me as a manager to them? So is this something that um, you see yourself, you see yourself having persistently felt? Or is it something that feels a little more true now than before? I think it's, it feels very similar and may still be the same thing as imposter syndrome that I felt at many jobs that I've taken. Um, it feels very similar to that. I don't know whether it is the same of the, you know, there's an imposter syndrome maybe to being an entrepreneur. Um, which is weird because there's this then you're like you're holding a duality in your head of both having this imposter syndrome of um being an entrepreneur and not really feeling like you deserve to be in this position or that people will respect you for being in this position but also having the same thing of i also feel like i can do this company myself without <laughs> a co-founder i don't i, I don't know I, like those two things don't like work together but seem to be held in in my head at the same time so yeah i'm just going to throw something out there let me know if this resonates you know totally discarded if it doesn't is the kind of desire to do it solo a reaction to the difficulty of reaching out and trying to find a co-founder and and facing that rejection in other words if you could be guaranteed to find a co-founder that gives you that fun environment that you can share the wins with even if potentially you are working more and there is more inertia and there are the downsides it's not pure upside um does that make it kind of a no-brainer or is it there is there still a remaining desire to do it solo yeah i think it would then be almost a no-brainer uh if i you know if that person you know appeared out of nowhere there was a mutual respect and um I didn't have to go through that anxiety of even having the conversation. I think that it would be a no-brainer. I'm curious about the um, I'm curious about the perceived downside to asking them. So, is there? Uh, do you feel like the act of asking? Let's assume they're gonna, you know, they say no in this scenario. That it will be, it will change the type of relationship you have with them or, you know, be a loss in some other way? Or, or is it purely just, you know, kind of the emotion of rejection on your end? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would um, change the relationship. I think there's only a few people in my life that, you know, I have on that list um, of people that I would, would ask. Um, so I think there's partly, you know, the, the, the you know, that, that fear of asking that we've just spoken about, but also the I continue to meet people um, since moving to San Francisco and immersing myself more in these type of circles where I find people a lot more aligned to, you know, my the, the similar life goals. Um, 
and then there's the the concern of as you said it the co-founder relationship is is like a marriage and you don't propose to someone after you've only you know met them a couple of times and gone for a walk you like but but at the same time i'm like starting this company now and i don't want to keep kicking the can until I find the right person to start it with. So I, it's, right. it's sort of like the, the people that I'm meeting now in my life are much more likely to be the people that both will want to and be great co-founders to work with. Um, but they're all relatively new people in my life. I think we were really onto something with the, um, with the idea that like, if you could find the person, it would be a little bit more of a no-brainer because it it kind of flies in the face of what you were saying at the beginning about the flexibility. Um, it sounds like maybe that was a little more of a rationalization. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see. It sounds more like you are looking for um, a faith and a process around like like faith in you running a good process to find a co-founder. Yeah, and I I think we've potentially unearthed one of probably my biggest anxieties as an entrepreneur or one of the areas that I think is maybe not where I'm weak but where I have not got the reps to determine if it's a skill that I have or, you know, need to really build, um, which is, I think when you look at any of the titans in like, you know, industry or um, incredibly successful entrepreneurs, I think that among the, among the traits that they all possess is the ability to build an incredible team. And I think that part of my concern and anxiety around the whole co-founder thing is if I can't even get a co-founder, how can I expect to build a world-class team? How much effort have you put into this process? You shouldn't really expect yourself to be that great yeah. if you haven't conceptualized it as something that you need to get good at for its own sake. Um, I believe when my co-founder was looking for a technical co-founder that was like the the top priority such that things were very much oriented around that like being willing to take flights and like there was there's a period of time where like this is the biggest thing that we are doing we are just looking for the person yep. and we are taking meetings and calls and, and doing this stuff and, and it's like running a process like other things that you've that you figured out for you know a million different times for other things that you needed to do for your previous businesses um, like, okay, find the person who knows how to do this, you know, ask them the questions, set up a process, set up a pipeline. For me, there's very often not a formal process and um, there's a lot of uh, procrastination and then all of the progress comes from actually just starting doing it. And I actually haven't, like I've been ruminating on whether I need a co-founder rather than starting a process of actually finding one i'm going to austin soon uh, austin texas and one of my plans is just to sign up for a membership at this um entrepreneur co-working space called capital factory and 
there's not much of a plan beyond that. It's literally just to sign up for that and then just see what happens because things just happen when you get into a room with people. And so the pro when I say process, I don't necessarily mean you have like a pipeline and you've got yeah. all these people you're reaching out to, although like outbound reaching out to some people might be interesting or, or is a good idea and you could get advice um, from them. Uh, but there's also like, uh, okay, well, if this is the highest priority right now, um, then, you know, I, I'm doing things like I'm going to these spaces and working out of there and attending these events and doing all of these sorts of things that people do to to try to meet co-founders, which I think is, is you know, is wise stuff because it's just like putting a bunch of people in a room and, and shaking it together and something comes out. Yeah, and I think it's still this this like hesitation of, do I want to embark on that process? Because do I really want slash need one? And I think answering the question earlier of, you know, if if there was a co-founder available that ticked all the boxes, would it be a no-brainer? And yes. But I, I I still have this hesitation to start and I don't know why or start looking or start off this this process or whatnot. It sounds like it it's kind of like a distraction going on this journey to find this person when you could be building the company. Mm -hmm. But the company is going to take a long time to build and a lot of effort to build. And um, a month here or there at the beginning, uh, you know, a couple of months here at, at the beginning um, does not change the fact much that you are an entrepreneur who can find a problem and solve it. Um, you could potentially even scrap what you have now and start something new with a co-founder that actually has a greater chance of success. Yeah. Um, than than the thing now bringing on uh, a co-founder, you know, it's. I think it would be mostly true that the output is more than the sum of the individual efforts. Um, whereas, as a solo founder, it can only be the <laughs> the sum of the one person's effort. Um, so actually, you know, even if it takes a month, within. And it doubles the the productivity and speed of the company. You know, you've made that time back in two weeks. A lot of what I'm going off here is not even the higher odds of chances of success. Like we could debate whether or not that could happen. It's more that you said that you want to work with people and you want to have those wins to share. And that was such an overriding factor for me because the human element is so powerful for for something to succeed that it, it it has to have some element of feeling like play and yeah. if this doesn't feel like play to you then it's guaranteed to succeed because i'd be having a very different conversation with someone who was a solo founder and is not even thinking about this stuff did not mention that thing about the play is just having fun doing what they're doing maybe they um uh yeah maybe they just work on their thing at home and are having fun and don't have to share the wins really they're just having fun chatting with their wife like you know in like five ten increments as they take breaks or whatever it's a ver that's a very different conversation than one where you know you actually cared about that enough to bring up the interpersonal element of of working on something um, because that just shows that like that's the kind of person you are and i think we should flow with nature when when it comes to those things I think I would definitely, it would feel much more like play if there was someone 
that I was, you know, enjoying working on this problem set with. I think it was actually a large part is actually just that realization of, you know, having a co-founder being a desirable state rather than just one that was, you know, was a curiosity for me. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and also that, um, this reconceptualization as, um, an obligatory questioning from the doubts other people are putting in your mind to something that you are affirmatively choosing, regardless of what they said, because you think that will make for a more fun experience building your company. Like these are these are two, two totally different frames, right? Yeah. Uh, one is you should do this because it'll help your company succeed, and the other one is um, no, I want to, you know, I want a cool relationship with this person. I want to. Uh, have fun and share wins and uh, you know be in the trenches with someone dude this and just having this conversation was super helpful <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm we're recording I'm like <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good I see this is uh, like I am having the imposter syndrome that you were talking about <laughs> while this is happening I'm like I'm like sitting here being like oh god I hope he doesn't stop talking because I have no idea what to say next <laughs> Ha <laughs>